0: Hi, I'm Aislinn Campbell and with me, of course is the same guy that's with me for dinner every week. And what's your name
1: again, sir? Get used to it <laughs> it's, it's Joe Hilliard.
0: We're getting ourselves like in the mood for the podcast. You're not in the mood. It's not that at all. It's just um I don't
1: know. Let me ask you a question.
0: Uh-huh. how are you? How you doing? I'm processing. I'm exhausted. There's a lot of processing
1: going on. It's difficult to make your mind stop.
0: Yeah. And I have so much nervous energy that I'm like constantly, you know. And
1: you and I differ on one thing. There is a constant stream of what appears or feels to me to be important information. And I am sucking off the fire hose of that <laughs> of that stream.
0: Yeah.
1: You're doing less of that. Yeah, I can. I think we've gotten down to me messaging you, the president's talking. or
0: Yeah, but only because you know that that's like the things that I'm willing to, and I'm already consuming from work. And yeah. it's been a lot of consumption. And for me, it's not just the... Um,
1: and then you got your job, and then we've got our home, right. and then we've got whatever. But exactly. Now, one of our friends, I know you saw it on Facebook, did a thing today. And she said, how do you feel? And there were like seven different color hearts, and right. you were supposed to choose scared uh, what were they? You know, I don't know. A, a different range of emotions. Right. And I think my like angry. A, and emotions. I don't, I replied to this one. I'm the whole rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm peaceful. No, no, no. I'm I've calm, already told I'm...
0: you once before, you're only 25%. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very funny. We'll have to tell that story some other
0: time. Another time. So, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Like everyone else, I'm processing. Today was an exhausting day. It was an exhausting week. I was so glad it was Friday when I got home today.
1: And I want to say this at the very beginning, because we don't have any of this conversation planned out. We're going to talk about what feels good to talk about, (laughs) but you and I are complete flatten the curve folks. And our community is still being slow to the draw. And where we are in the story is still making decisions about this social distancing. And like two interesting things happened. The first one was we can't have the, you know, our housekeeper come over. We can't, we can't do that. But you're like, but the house is becoming a mess. And why is it becoming a mess? We've got two kids here all day. We're, we're, we're trying to put it all together. We're cooking dinner every night. Cooking dinner every night. And a- then after actually- coming home and decompressing and talking in the garden for 30, 45 minutes. And it's like these late nights. And by the time I'm done, it's like, I don't want to clean. So I had to like, I had to lay down the law with the kids today. One of the things that's kind of amazing about all of this is the creative bursts that are occurring sure and you know so you see these you've seen these i saw it on facebook it was uh the the COVID 19 cleaning schedule your kids are home school's canceled let's pitch Here's in the chores list. let's community yeah, so so i i fired off hey it's i want you to do this when you get up these sleep schedules are nuts because they're just home doing nothing right and that's part of it it's like how to freaking parent through this thing right
0: right all of that so that's that's it i mean in answer to the question that you asked me yeah. <laughs> we're all just uh it's a, it's processing a, it's an it.
1: hourly evolution yeah of thought and 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 processing so much and,
0: so much yeah so much
1: and then number two i'm trying to make sure we got all the groceries we need i'm yeah. trying to social distance and so that's a foreign concept. We are a handshaking community. We are a hugging community. And, and so I go to the grocery store. And this is the first night that I'm like, I am social distancing. And I was I was cognizant of people coming into my little bubble. Mm-hmm. It was the ice cream aisle. And I go in to lean in to make a purchase like I have done my entire life when I've leaned in to get an item off of the grocery store shelf. And a woman skittered away. And I was like, well, what the heck's going on? Because, I, you know, it's all this weird new reality.
0: Mm-hmm. I was watching, and we talked. I was watching some thoughtless uh, movie. As I was watching, (laughs) we're doing a lot of that. And and I, and I I actually haven't been. I've been doing a lot of gardening, but so it was nice to just chill on the couch and and do that. But I was watching it, and I noticed myself noticing how often people on the show on the movie touched their face, and also when they leaned in and like hugged or kissed on the cheek. I noticed
1: it. Uh So who's... Uh... You're not the only one doing a lot of gardening. I mean, a lot of folks have taken on... I'm going to be at home for two weeks or saying. Yeah. I'm going to do that gardening project with my kids that I've always wanted to.
0: Yeah. the timing is pretty good for that. I mean, you've got, if you've got extra time, see, I don't see us with extra time. I see us with extra work, which is all good because it just means we have to like live our life in an orderly manner and get some shit done. But yeah, it's, uh, it's time to garden. It's springtime. It's good for that. We can get some stuff planted and I'm growing lots of stuff and we're eating from that. And we always talk about that, but it's like even more so now. Right. And like even my notes, my note taking for the, the, for the show was like seasonal clean eating.
1: So on Sunday mornings.
0: Mm-hmm. On my Facebook business page.
1: Yeah. It's Aislinn Campbell. Public speaker. Right. We've been doing these Sunday morning videos because we're here anyway and our, we love walking around our backyard, but you're talking to people about what to plant today.
0: Yeah. I'm walking around my garden because I, I have this thing that works for me, and that is um, hands in the dirt learning. The concept is the way that I'm going to learn something best is by participating in it and getting my hands in and, and learning it on the job, that kind of thing. And that's the way I've always gardened. And so the backyard garden live on Sunday mornings for me is that, but sharing it. So I'm sharing what I'm learning in my own garden. hmm And what I know also, you know, I go around the garden and tell you what I've, what I'm seeing, what I'm experimenting with, you know, I'm just giving it a tour of what's going on. And, you know, that's really extra helpful for people that are certainly people that live in my region, but also people that are just trying to figure out what's, you know, what's something that I could do. And I think we're mildly entertaining on on most days. Well, don't you think? Though, somebody that... said somebody responded the other day that that we were funny. I've heard y'all are funny, and you have a, um, a calming. Oh well, thank you. No, well, I was talking about me, but.
1: Oh, uh, what do I do? I don't know. I'm frantic. And...
0: We're kind of mellow tonight.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Well, don't worry, we got plenty to talk about.
0: You haven't made any good sexual innuendo jokes. Give me time, honey. Give me time. <laughs>
1: If someone's going out there and rushing to... Go, I, I, I got to get some food in the ground. I got to get some food in the ground. I wouldn't say it's time to begin to till your first half acre.
0: No, definitely not. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on where you're at. I mean, like this... this
1: okay, if yeah, you are not a talking stark, about... novice beginner, don't bite off more than you can chew.
0: Yeah, easily. Everybody, wherever you are, this time of year can begin putting stuff in pots. Right. Even if it's seeds mm-hmm. in pots that you're getting ready for going out in four weeks. A
1: container garden with a tomato, some pepper, you know, that, the and basics. Then, yeah. Also see people rushing to get chickens. Yes. I'm more concerned about that. That's not a hasty decision.
0: Oh, yeah. I I agree.
1: You ready to get into the show?
0: Yeah. Let's get into the show already.
1: Unanswered question. So last week you said that we need to try some store-bought cauliflower pizza crusts.
0: I did. What happened? Uh, Well, I went on a run to natural grocers, which I do about every two weeks. But this time I just was preparing, I guess, for the idea that I might need to have a little bit of food around the house if I didn't want to go out in public too, too much. And so I grabbed two cauliflower crusts. Also with all that arugula we had and mm-hmm. I liked, I thought that recipe sounded good. That so it was like good. arugula pizza and I got it home. I was all excited, you know, cause I went and bought what somebody told me was a cauliflower crust, right. you know, I didn't even look at it. I mean, I'm so, I, even at natural grocers. I look at the, I look
1: at when, the labels.
0: So I get them home and I'm actually, I think I was on the phone talking to you. I was eating lunch, flipping but, around. Hey, I bought I, these I, things. I got, I got, I'm
1: making pizzas in my mind.
0: <laughs> right. Flip it over, start reading it. And I'm like. You got to be kidding me! The first item, for the first ingredient in this cauliflower crust, is actually wheat. <laughs> I'm like what the hell? So, I just bought two pizza okay, crusts. So, c- I'm not going to
1: eat. Back at when we would go to the movies, you would kind of break your no grain rule and eat popcorn at the movie theater. Popcorn. Are we going to? Yeah. Are we? Can we eat one of these pizza crusts? Because uh, we have it in the house.
0: I don't know. I don't want to be definitive. Okay, I'm going to
1: stick them in the uh, uh, freezer.
0: Yeah, stick them in the freezer. We'll, we'll
1: make a decision later.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I noticed today my mom answered the question that we asked on the podcast last week. Your mom
1: invited us out to the best fish fry.
0: Yes. And you said, what kind of fish was that? I don't know. My mom will answer us. Well, of course she did. She sent us a
1: message on Facebook. The answer is drum. And then I asked. Drum. And then we talked about possums in the backyard. Yeah. And I... I, I, I say these things, and then I edit the podcast together, and then I listen to the completed podcast, and I ask myself, am I blowing that out of my butt?
0: (laughs) Do I know what I'm talking about? Do I know
1: what I just talked about? Because I feel (laughs) like I do, and I said that possums are all over the country. Uh Uh-huh. If you imagine a line up all of Texas, and then north on a a, a vertical line up the country, the panhandle of Oklahoma, the west side, and then up the west side of... uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, there are possums everywhere to the right, to the east. Everywhere. All of those states. there's possums in the west. And then there's possums in California. Okay. So clearly possums don't like the desert, the Nevada, and then east of that until you get to that line. They like the coast? Surfing possums. Huh. That's cool. (laughs) That, That sucked. But. I've heard a lot of
0: stories about people. And possums and possums in people's backyards.
1: If you have a backyard and you live east of that line or in California, there's possums in your backyard at nighttime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I have one more unanswered question that we'll talk about later.
0: Okay. Can I bang? I'm,
1: can I bang the gong a second time?
0: No. Okay. But I am at the edge of my seat. I think about that gong every time we we have the show, and I go, "Do I like the gong?"
1: I wondered about this. I'll change. We can change things.
0: No, I. I think it's okay. I. But I, I think s- it
1: needs to happen organically. I mean, the gong's a good. The the gong is a good bookmark.
0: Yeah, maybe it's time to switch it up sometimes. Though, let's talk about food. We have eaten well. We have. Oh God, you're like, the seasonal clean eating is in full effect right now. Where well, once they started talking about like six foot of distance uh, spacing and started closing things down, I immediately my OCD started kicking in, and so like anything and everything I eat or touch it has it got germs on it. That's I, all a, I can think a about. A good friend
1: of mine sent an article out because she was feeling the exact same way. So she did some research about consuming food from a restaurant being a vector. Yeah. Yeah. And this article convinced her that it's safe to do. Gotcha. And of course, a lot of people north of us and us now, because our restaurants and stuff closed down Texas wide.
0: But by the time you hear this, that will have been three days ago. Right. So, so but
1: even before that, you were like, I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not. And it, and for me, it has, I mean, it's not anywhere, which is, but it has evolved into anywhere. And I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get brave enough to go out unless you make me, because you're doing all the cooking.
1: It would be in the support of the notion that local restaurants kind of require people to get some takeout yes. right now. I mean, yes. we got to continue to support those businesses. That's the only that thing you that and I'm... I clearly love
0: that and that you just refuse to cook because it's been going on for so many days.
1: <laughs> I well, mean, it's like <laughs>
0: eventually that'll catch up with us. It depends on how long this goes on.
1: You know, the meals we're might talking
0: have, about 25 or 30 days. The I meals
1: mean, might decrease in <laughs> fanciness as we go on through this exercise. You're
0: so good at it though. I keep just I telling you how good that. you are. It's like,
1: Honey, I'm sorry. It's four days in a row of burgers, man. I can't do much more than this. And even that <laughs> might be kind of complicated by the time we get there. That's a lot of cooking.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of cooking and cleaning.
1: But while it's fresh and while I'm eager to use our resources. um, Right. Well, back in episode 14, you may remember, we talked about how your brother shot a hog and then I went out to help process it and brought a bunch of meat home. Well, I still have some of that meat in the freezer and Hunter is, I mean, we're all home, obviously. And I thought, you know, let's do a big weekend meal. So I defrosted a huge rack of ribs. Yes, and they were delicious. Thank you. They were delicious. And while we're cooking later and while things are dragging along, this is not the time to embrace. Let's uh, get involved with the smoker outside. These (laughs) are cooked inside in the oven. I mean, it fell off the bone, and it tasted really
0: good. And so, I mean, I overate walled pork that night. But then you also made it with it. And I was this is, was really exciting. This is where I can really get into the... Um, well, I'll just,
1: I'll just quickly say I, I made a rub. I'll share it on our social media. Thick coat in the oven four hours at 275. Yeah. Slow and low, foil over the top, other things. I'll, I'll put it on there. But you're right. That meat came off, and it's like you'd pick up the bone of the rib expecting mm-hmm. the meat to follow and whoop just comes right out
0: oh yeah tender yeah. and there was one big chunk left over mm-hmm. and we'll get back to that big chunk because i got all excited when i I think you that just named the episode <laughs> but i don't even know how it came up it was like we're trying to come up with sides
1: you've got a heck load of greens coming out of the garden
0: yes but these were i cut them straight out of the garden because I said, okay, let's make creamed spinach, basically. Right. Let's make the cream green. I've got these other greens in here that need to be eaten. It was Swiss chard, so soft greens, not very big. So it's the ones that if you're not eating. And we've got a lot of salad stuff coming out of the gardens and everywhere. And so we've got lettuce and we've got spinach. And we have all sizes of Swiss chard and kale. And it's just that time of year. Well, it's coming to the end of that time of year oh. where it all around the corner and you won't have any the okay. greens. As more and more flowers open, mm-hmm. that that's where we are, where we live. I've got all this beautiful stuff and I said creamed spinach. Well, I didn't grow um good spinach like just traditional Bloomsdale or whatever you'd buy from the grocery store in a bag spinach. It didn't grow well for me here. But I grew this other kind of spinach that's a little hardier. Two different kinds, New Zealand spinach and this one called longevity spinach, which they actually grow here really well. And you can use it like an edible landscape type of thing. And then you can eat it. Well, during this time, we're like in that day, actually, when you were making all that stuff, we were pretty low on vegetables and it, when there was no going to the store and buying vegetables cuz the vegetables had even all been bought up.
1: Yeah, there was a day where I went to the store where the produce aisle was 70%.
0: Right. Fine. And we it was a couple of days, yeah.
1: And then I went back to the store a day or two later right. and whoop, right. all gone. Yeah. Zero so. potatoes.
0: There was no produce, so you're like, "Okay, what sides can we come up with, you know, from what we have?" And I was like, "Why don't you make creamed spinach?" So I went out to the garden. I cut a lot. I cut spinach. And it was really, really tasty. Yeah, and and it, it wasn't traditional spinach. It's an easy recipe. So, it, so tell us what was in the recipe.
1: Butter, garlic, onion, cream, and then the secret ingredient, mm-hmm. nutmeg.
0: Yeah. It was good. Yeah, real good. Everybody should I mean, give a it a pinch, try. I
1: mean, a pinch of nutmeg. Yeah. And I'll throw that up on our social media.
0: Yeah, everybody should give that a try, even I've if meant, they're using. I've, and we threw some Swiss chard in there, too. So anything soft I had, with, but also with these two spinach varieties.
1: A lot of folks, I feel, are using this opportunity to right. healthen up a little bit, clean house, take up the guitar, whatever. Right. If you're trying to put more vegetables in your life, this is just a really great recipe, and it's simple.
0: Yeah, totally. So I mentioned earlier that we that when I when we were pulling apart those pork ribs that the a big chunk of meat came off, and you said, "Oh, I'm going to make such and such." I don't even know what. And I was like, "No, you're making pork tacos with this meat." And so the next night you made pork tacos, and
1: uh, super simple. Well, we certainly don't want to waste anything right now. So yeah, I wanted to find something really great to do with the leftovers. That was a great suggestion, and mm-hmm. you know, so I take the the chunk of meat. It's got that rib rub on it. It's good. Well, so you start with onion and tomato uh, di- finely diced. And then you throw that meat into that. Mm-hmm. And then I began tasting it. And I thought I might add some Camino like, to give it more of like a Mexican food profile. Yeah. Didn't add one thing to it. The, mm-hmm. the oil and the onion and the tomato. And the, I added some uh, jalapeno as well. Uh-huh. It melted together with the rub that I'd already used. It melded together? Sure. It was perfect. It was very, very good. You make a, basically a full salad on the side to stuff into your taco, and you're getting all your food groups. Yep, it was great. I pour milk in mine just to get the dairy. And what? Never mind that. That wasn't <laughs> a funny joke. <laughs> you got
0: all the sauces out, right? Of <laughs> so I ate some sauces. Of I, I'm
1: pretty sure I remember having delicious sauce with it. Our table looks like a yellow bird buffet oh, whenever we have tacos.
0: Yeah, it's it's been good. The the eating's been good around here, man. I mean, the eating's been so good around here that. My friend, Andrew, sent me a text message the other night and he said, can I ask you a gardening question?
1: How often do you get a text like that?
0: I get asked a lot about all types of gardening questions and I always feel a little bit like, like a doctor that gets asked to look at that little uh, spot on their elbow or whatever. <laughs> at, a, like. at a
1: cocktail party?
0: Right. And can you, can you look at this thing? And it's almost impossible to answer the question they're asking in the moment that they're asking it. Plus, I also put out so much information. I always like, hey, why don't you just go look over there at that video I just did where I talked about it for 10 minutes. Right. But some people, certain people, when they text me, I go, yes. And he's so sweet because he goes... Can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What? When is the can answer I ask, no? Can I ask, <laughs> can I ask, you, ask a you a question? question? No. Talk to you later. The answer is no when you ask me a stupid question that isn't even worthy of being answered. And then I just don't answer you. So if, I've never, if, if you've sent me a question that I didn't answer, it's because it wasn't even worthy Hold of on, answering. Is that a hard
1: and fast rule or might there be one or two exceptions you got too busy to go back? <laughs> because if you if you're There's listening and that was the question exception. she just got too busy i she just did.
0: get so so busy
1: <laughs> andrew had a question for you
0: he did who's he... andrew He's just a friend of mine. We hang out at the the local Italian food restaurant with our family. Our, our, yeah, exactly. If
1: you're listening in Corpus Christi, why don't you get some takeout food from
0: these Yes, for sure. So we've gotten to know each other over there, but he's always been a huge support of almost anything I, I ever asked of him. Sure. Even just like, hey, it's midnight. Come celebrate with us. And you okay. We, we learn.
1: I guess we, we, we ate so many meals sitting at the bar there on Thursday nights when they do the farm to table that we finally learned. I, I mean, he has a garden garden too he's a gardener right like big time Yeah. so
0: he sent me some pictures he's like when how do you know when to harvest cabbage and brussels sprout i go that one looks like it's about the right size and you've got a couple of them that look like they're about the right size which means that that one right there looks like it's perfect for your friend Uh and then i go i got tomatoes if you want to (laughs) trade and he goes you have tomatoes already i was like yeah i got black creme he goes, when do you want to trade that?
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> would you take over? What happened?
0: So, he asked me over. <laughs> we had a gardening date. How funny. It was super great. I, I took over um, several of those pretty black creme tomatoes and took them in a little paper bag so he could ripen them there in the paper bag. And then I also took over a, a young tomato plant, a young pepper plant, and some young squash plants. And I gave it to him, and he gave me a nice, beautiful, huge stalk of Brussels sprouts. And he gave us a whole little handful of peppers, like spicy peppers and sweet
1: peppers. And You came to the backyard, and you knocked on the window or something. I came out, and you held up this stalk of Brussels sprouts. And I think I was in dinner planning mode at that exact moment. Uh-huh. Shit, we're having Brussels sprouts tonight. I said
0: definitely we're having Brussels sprouts.
1: And we did. Yes. You thank could. you, thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Because they're not getting Brussels sprouts at the grocery store right now. Yeah.
0: So I went by and visited Andrew, and I looked at his garden, and I answered some gardening questions with him, and I brought him some gifts, and he gave me some gifts, and we stayed six feet apart from each other, although there was an exchange of peppers, and uh, then we washed our hands, and then we went on, both went on about our merry way, and it was lovely.
1: Uh, you brought those Brussels sprouts home. I pulled you twist them right off of the stalk. I said, "How about this much?" Leaving many more on the stalk for us to enjoy later. Right. Are those still outside?
0: Nope. I mm. brought them in. I fed the, all that stuff to the chickens.
1: And Brussels sprouts are one of my favorite things to make.
0: They weren't great, by the
1: way. My Brussels sprouts that night? mm They What?
0: They were not crispy enough. They were mushy. They were mushy. Andrew you guys you, you got a second chance i'm
1: blaming andrew do the, you, know, sprouts the, do you know how many hey, days listen, how how am i supposed to make crispy brussels sprouts do you when know, how know how many
0: days to... it takes to grow a brussels sprout
1: okay so i 120 needed, days so i needed to ha- okay well let me tell you the recipe do you know tell you what i didn't do
0: days 120 is of a year a
1: third it takes a third of the year to grow a Brussels sprout. And then waste them with my shoddy cooking.
0: <laughs> no. Why didn't
1: you say anything that night that you, they, they weren't that great? I like I liked, I thought they were great.
0: They were all right. They were Brussels sprouts that wouldn't impress anyone. Like someone you're trying to talk into eating Brussels sprouts. <sighs>
1: <laughs>
0: man i mean they were like mom made brussels sprouts
1: this is a show first and it's an humbling experience you know what it all we do is brad
0: it's the idea that you're cooking now like you're cooking you're cooking dinner you're cooking dinner you're okay cooking so dinner. what
1: i do with these brussels sprouts i cut them in half right and then you toss those half you wash them really good and then you cut them in half
0: really really good really really
1: good and then again And then you toss them with oil and really finely. Not
0: because Andrew
1: touched them, but because someone else touched them. And then you toss those with oil and finely, finely chopped garlic. You put Mm. them on your tray and you stick them in the oven at 400.
0: I like them the way Nicole makes
1: them. But what I can do is put them on that top rack and broil them again. You like the way I don't have a deep fry machine. So you're not gonna get them the way they're. I like them, the them crispy that. and, then, and a little bit charred. Okay, well I'm gonna ref- I'm gonna refine my oven baked. You've got another handful to make. I've got two or three handfuls to make, and I'm gonna oh, do them. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your socks off.
0: Okay, good. I can't I wait.
1: Answer a question next week, probably. Okay, good. I guess I feel like we have so much to talk about in the future because of everything we're going through, but we're, we're inter- kind of cramming. Wait, wait,
0: wait, that's interesting. That's an interesting concept because I'm thinking to myself, what are we gonna talk about?
1: Oh my god between now and the next time we record
0: i know but we, will have, we
1: will have eaten seven dinners
0: the dinner table talks i'm going to have to talk about the caterpillars that are in the garden like that's what oh, i that's I'm what, what i'll have to talk about at the dinner table because that's all there is to do which i mean that's good but you know it'll be interesting to see what happens during this time it's like writing a journal it's like everybody keeps saying well the kids need to write a journal i'm like we're journaling week by week now and how do we do it without making it be like oh coronavirus uh, i mean funny make me laugh come on dude make me laugh you
1: know what a funny word is cook
0: me dinner make me laugh <laughs>
1: you, you want to hear a
0: funny word yes
1: korma who calls a dish that <laughs> korma
0: probably the folks that live in the country where korma is the word that means like chili
1: how did this happen? I guess I guess we can stop saying this at the beginning of every meal. We were yeah. going to cook chicken. We had a bunch of cauliflower and right. you said, make me something Indian. So I Googled yes. Indian cauliflower chicken and I came up with
0: we ha- okay, so no, cauliflower here, chicken. Now this is one of those perfect nights, which I truly expect to see over the next few months because my garden has just been this way, but we had too many tomatoes or we had a bunch of tomatoes. We had... Too much cauliflower or a bunch of cauliflower. We had leftover chicken. And I was like, hey, man, make some cauliflower, chicken, tomato, something or another. I know there's something. And I I don't even know if I said korma. I, I, I think we named it korma or maybe I said korma. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I knew we had carrots. I mean, I knew we had everything to make
1: korma. And a korma recipe and most Indian recipes, too complicated to talk about right now. I will definitely post this recipe. So you're using a lot of that spice profile that you would imagine, you know, curry, mm-hmm. cinnamon, ginger.
0: Garam masala?
1: No, not not, no. not in this.
0: I ask that every week. <laughs> Garam masala? Nope. Not this time.
1: But I will see your turmeric, which I know that you enjoy. Turmeric. What? Turmeric? That's an unanswered question.
0: Every day. time, every time we say the word on the show, I'm like, are we pronouncing it correctly? How it's is It's
1: turmeric, it? according to it's the phonetics that I'm reading on the label. Turmeric, though. Turmeric.
0: No, I think that's. So- it's
1: not the turmeric. <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> no, I, I, always, I always was, like I was. What was the first dish I made with that
1: chicken? If that was the leftovers. And again, what I was trying to say earlier is I I we're remember. condensing a lot of time and meals. We could have talked about a frittata. We could have talked about...
0: On know. the list of things that we could have talked about was a chicken soup. So oh, you must have made soup. the... Korma must have been the chicken that you had already roasted. And then the next day you made the chicken noodle soup.
1: I made chicken noodle soup the second day. Yeah. Okay.
0: With spinach
1: in it. That's twice now. See? Ribs first day. Use that leftover pork the next day. Make a whole chicken. You've got yeah. probably three meals out of that thing. Yeah exactly oh because i made a three meat like and leftover
0: we have the same thing yeah that's because we're cooking every day right you made a three meat leftover with eggplants because that's what we had to cook oh,
1: i want to go back to that for todd and I there's sundays on the
0: weekends you're cooking two times a day sometimes breakfast and then dinner well, that's the
1: weekend on the weekend but i'm always gonna make breakfast yeah well it's usually just lunch
0: but yeah <laughs> true we have breakfast for lunch on, on the weekends So you wanted to backtrack to an unanswered question from last week.
1: And I will not hit the gong again, because you don't want me to. Did we get our baby chickens?
0: Yes. They're so cute. It It is is cheapy.
1: It is a nice distraction, isn't it? It's a
0: great distraction. Perfectly timed. You order chickens in the mail... Well, you can order. That's what
1: we do. We Right. You can go down to your local kind of feed store sometimes during, you know, when chickens are around or when it's the right time of the year to go get chickens. A lot of people do that and then they don't know what the hell they're doing and then they end up going to some kind of rescue farm. One yes. day old chicks sent to you from a hatchery that we like in Texas.
0: Oh, little fuzzballs! Teep, 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 teep.
1: That's the sound of our living room now. <laughs> That's the sound of the studio. I love it. So we'll keep them in a brooder box with a heat lamp on them because their their body temperature needs to be regulated, simulating the idea that they're sitting underneath their mother in real life, the warmth of her body. They'll be in our house (laughs) for about four weeks. Yeah. And then we uh, introduce them to the other girls, but we'll have to separate them because as is the case, flocks sometimes don't intermingle well when you first introduce them to one another.
0: Right. So you have to get them through that phase. So we spent some time ordering and we really talked about it a little more this time. I wanted to get one of those
1: chickens with the Afros, like the crazy feather chickens, but you can't buy those this time of year.
0: I mean, that's the thing because all of a sudden, everybody's been asking me about ordering chicks and I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. really too late to order chicks because they don't like the heat and it's going to get real hot real fast for us. And then also talking it out with people about timing of getting things ordered so that you can order whatever kind of chicken you want. But what we did was we ordered uh, some a mixture of interesting things that were still available and things that we know lay pretty eggs, good eggs. And
1: good high production layers.
0: Right, good high production layers. So, of course, we got a Rhode Island Red. We got a couple of Bard Rocks. We got a couple of Easter Eggers, which are the ones that lay the blue and the green eggs, which mm-hmm. is why they call them the Easter Eggers. And then we got a Well Summer, a Black Seamus... This is the one that looks like a really tall jungle bird. It looks like a black
1: egret. <laughs> chicken size.
0: Did you know that chickens are jungle birds? What do you mean? They actually like to live in like tropical climates. They'll
1: roost up in the trees.
0: They Yeah, but they live better in a rainy, warm climate. They love Kauai. Someday we're going to go to Kauai. I hope it's in January <laughs> after our wedding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it's the first time you ever said the month out loud. <gasps> B, who frickin' knows? Who frickin' knows? Who frickin' knows? knows? So this black
0: Seamus, she's tall. And then we got a black Menorca who has white ears. Like
1: markings. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing in about three weeks some adjustments to the coop yeah. so that everybody can coexist while they get to know one another. Yeah. And then you remove all those barriers and stick them up in the coop overnight and hope in the morning that there's not too much fighting.
0: Yeah. And if you care to like see that or hear any more about it on Sundays when we do the garden talk, Joe usually always shows off
1: his chickens. I like to uh, give a little chicken minute.
0: And then we talked about how... Maybe we should name one of these chicks COVID or Corona because yeah. it's happening in the middle of this whole deal. I don't know about and that. And you said you wanted to see how it all came out yeah, first. Yeah, I don't know
1: how comfortable <laughs> I feel with that. So let's, let's see what happens before we <laughs> commemorate it with having to say it all of the time. Naming
0: one of our chickens. Th-
1: Naming a chicken Harvey after Hurricane Harvey because of the conditions within which that chicken almost died is a completely different story Although, Although, jeez.
0: Think- I, I drove out of this town not knowing whether I'd ever come back to it. And um, I've had some of the same kinds of feelings going through this whole experience this is different because it's on a global level and right. we have no it's going on for days and days and day it could go on for months it's been going on for months and it could go on for months more it's, it's weird the, it's
1: the unknown of it right now right now
0: this is the dinner table. You you can't not talk. I mean, it just, it's going to come back up again we, over and over again. So we have baby chicks in our house and we're we're going to, you're going to get to hear about them as they grow up a little bit. And as we begin to name them. And you know, nothing brings a household things.
1: together like a uh, eight little baby peepers in the house because yeah. the kids come running. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Your son came right over and he was like. He's sat, I've watched, I've caught him. Uh, he, he appreciates. Sitting
1: here and just solace. watching and staring at the chicks. Yeah. Cause listen to how they sound. Uh huh. They're babies. Uh huh. They're cute. And they're learning how to. They're funny. Like they jump.
0: When you first and get baby.
1: When you first get baby chicks, the first thing you do when you, you okay. I've got a brooder box, a box, a plastic tub, it's just the shavings on the bottom, and a heat lamp above it. And inside this, if now I'll eventually put like a stick in there so they can begin learning how to roost. Mm-hmm. But for now, they just, like, collapse and fall asleep. They're on the...
0: funny. They fall sideways and kick their <laughs> right. feet out from underneath them. <laughs> there's,
1: there's a little baby chick water thing and a little baby chick feed thing. And the first thing you have to do, the first thing you have to do is grab each baby chick out of the box that comes in the post office and dip its beak in the water to, A, show them where the water is, and, B, you're teaching them how to drink.
0: Yeah. Because I...
1: until then, they've just been eating their own yolk sac which gives them nutrients for right. 24 to 48 hours. And then they'll, um, the hatchery will have put some, poo. some green stuff in there.
0: I saw one of them have its first poo. It was like, well, you watch eh, the first poo. Eh. It like had to do a whole like it shake. Noise. Eh.
1: Then in this <laughs> phase, and we'll just talk about this phase and then we'll move on. You have to check their butts every day <laughs> to make sure that their digestive system is working properly and they don't get a thing called pasty butt. And here
0: we are worrying about get, catching viruses. No, I was
1: washing my hands like a fool before and after the butthole inspection, <laughs> oh. which could also be a title of the
0: podcast. <laughs> we also like to do other things, like have table topics.
1: I'm going to choose what would you do.
0: Okay, here we go. What would you do? Do you strive... To be a moral person to achieve happiness in this life, in the afterlife, or for some other reason.
1: Moral what? What's the terminology? To be a
0: moral person. Okay. To achieve happiness. When will in you this receive life? the
1: reward for moral behavior?
0: Correct. Is it in this life, in the afterlife, or in some in some other reason?
1: Oh, what a what a heavy question. Yeah. I don't feel like we've asked this before. Okay. In this, I have seen things about reporting people for price gouging. I've seen a huge call out. I, Damn it. I need rubbing alcohol right now. We, in our home. Yes. I don't want 17 bottles of rubbing mm-hmm. alcohol so that I can feel good.
0: But if you I need find one. Some, I yeah. need
1: one bottle of. We have <laughs> zero rubbing alcohol. And, and I need
0: it to clean my tools from my garden. And cannot vegetables. find it.
1: I have inventoried our toilet paper, like, because you can't find toilet paper unless you want to stand in a two hour line first thing in the morning. I'm not willing to do that yet. I choose to exercise my morality for this life. Yeah. I believe that one that answers the question, I'm acting morally so that I can enjoy an afterlife Mm. is inadvertently, even if that is their goal. Reaping the rewards of that in this life as well. Right. So, when I went to the grocery store at the beginning of the toilet paper rush, Mm -hmm. there was plenty. Mm -hmm. For me, it was should I get one thing, two things, six things? What do we got? I got one thing because people needed other things. Right. It's the most prescient example that I can come up with. Because before we feel any health things, whatever's coming, right now, I, just, right. I need rubbing alcohol. Right. I am forecasting my toilet paper requirements in mm. a way that I never thought I'd ever have to do.
0: Right. What about you? Do you strive to be a moral person to achieve happiness in this life, in the afterlife, or for some other
1: reason? Okay, but hold on. Before you go, I could have gotten the three toilet papers and felt really good about it. I could have poured toilet paper and fe- and I might have felt really good about it in this life. I- yeah. I- I'm not going to do some kind of right thing for some kind of future reward.
0: Yeah. So you do it for some other reason? It's just no, kind I'm of... I'm just thinking
1: it out. It's a good question. I, I, you answer and then I'll, 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 I'll... Let me think for a little while. You?
0: I had to say like, well, I, I do it for some other reason, but I don't know exactly how to explain that. I do it because it feels good to to make a moral decision.
1: A I, correct ex- moral, correct decision.
0: Moral to, and that's the other thing. it's like yeah. moral to who? Yeah, it's always it's all subjective. Well, I mean, isn't yeah. It? yeah, to be a moral person, that's a very subjective. What's moral to me, you know, but it's not for something that I'm hoping for in the future. But it is like it is. what like the, the it Bible isn't.
1: says, "Don't murder." Well, I'm damn just, it, I can't murder anyone because if I do, there's going to be some kind of consequence in the future. Otherwise, I'd be murdering people yeah i'm
0: i my moral character isn't going to murder someone if i murder someone i i screwed up <laughs> like like shit went down <laughs> you, t- you took I'm a like, wrong turn something went real bad murder like cause moral's not I mean murder's not a part of my my makeup
1: we, uh, we always go to murder don't we for the uh, for <laughs> something that there seems to be some kind of common denominator of morality that doesn't
0: seem to be I mean that's pretty murder severe. is too far for yeah. everybody what about people that walk out with a stick of gum or like walk out with a pack of gum I, we've talked about morality on this you're talking ep- about
1: shoplifting podcast. low amounts yeah or Somehow uh, stick Or of just walking away lifted. with someone's
0: money, uh, even though you could hand it back, you know?
1: Yeah. Like it's, when you go to the ATM machine, right? Something and there's a you 20 mean. laying in there. Yeah. And clearly there's no one around whose 20 that belongs to. Do you hand it to the clerk of the convenience store? Or do you put a $20 bill in your pocket?
0: If I'm standing at the register.
1: No, you're standing. You go walk up to an ATM at a red- convenience store. And a 20 is laying in the little drawer whatever the thing where the money comes out i've never had that happen i have had that happen
0: what did you do then
1: what would you do and then i will be honest with you i don't because here are your options i think you can't it, find the person it belongs to so you can keep it because there's no one in the store but you but what if court. that
0: person comes back and goes man
1: they're not gonna come back I, you know. if you leave a 20
0: uh-huh. in the
1: atm thing uh-huh. did i leave did i get the 20 dollars and right. get my card, exactly. and then leave that. the twenty
0: back there. And then you walk back over there, and it's gone now because the next person didn't just hand it to the cashier and go, "Hey, if someone comes in." Oh, for I this, don't trust the cashier. Right. I don't know. I mean, I picked. I pick up money. If I see money, I pick it up. But if I know whose money who belongs to, like I can't just pocket it. I put the twenty in my pocket.
1: Yeah. I didn't know if it had been there for five minutes, ten minutes, an hour.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It was laying on the ground.
1: Or was it was in the. No, it was. Tray? It was. The the money comes out. It was in that area. Did you
0: look around?
1: Yeah, of course. I was like, who was it? Was someone in the ATM? I love how there's two moral exercises murder
0: (laughs) and taking
1: money. A $20 bill at the ATM, which never, ever, ever (laughs) (laughs) happened.
0: Well, anyway,
1: seven years ago too.
0: Okay. I want to give a table topics away for this question. I like this question. There's no rules. Okay. You want to give one
1: away? We'll give one away. How do do they do it?
0: They answer this question on our social media. They can leave a voicemail on dinnertabletalks.com. Just click the voicemail button and leave a voicemail or send us an email at talks at dinnertabletalks.com and give us your answer to, do you strive to be a moral person to achieve happiness in this life, in the afterlife, or for some other reason.
1: So on Monday, when this episode comes out, and for the next week, it'll be up at our Facebook page or Instagram page. Answer it at either one. Anywhere you are where you can get in contact with us, answer this question. Put all the names in a hat and pick one.
0: So one last thing before we head out, and this has kind of been my message, my broadcast, and that is that we are all... Well, we are all in this together and we keep hearing that over and over again. But the truth of the matter is, is that everyone is dealing with this. Everyone is asking questions. Everyone is anxious. Everyone doesn't know what's about to happen next. Everyone has questions. Did I mention that? Everyone is angry. Everyone's frustrated. Everyone's scared. All the things. And with that being said... We have to be aware that the way that we communicate with each other is just really, really important and, and understanding how everyone is processing this whole thing. And we do want to be in connection, clearly, because we're reaching out to each other and we're sending each other live messages, calling. I mean, I've been calling more people. I've been texting more people. The, intro, the introvert in me yeah. goes deep in the couch and sometimes when I go deep in the couch, it's not a good place for me to be. Mm-hmm. And and I get stuck there. And I don't want to get stuck there. And I don't want other people to get stuck there. I haven't seen there's so you deep in the couch.
1: I've seen you deep in the garden. And I'm, At so, this I'm, point, I'm so glad you have that.
0: Because I have it. Because I have it. Because I feel well. Because I'm one of those Every crisis is an opportunity, personalities. We're going to
1: learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot. As a community, a local community, a state community, a national community, a global community. We are learning a
0: lot. When When I have said for days and weeks, the big shift is coming. All you have to do is watch how the shift in businesses that are essential is changing. I told my staff and colleagues today when I was doing my presentation at work that not all businesses are essential and ours is. And we have a responsibility. You know, we're frontline workers. Yeah. We're home health.
1: But I know you're not discounting the essentialness of anything. There's an economy. To the person that's doing it, to the economy. There's an
0: economy and there's a value. And I mean, I've been talking about value and you can't ignore it. And if you sit back and complain about the fact that your thing that you were doing doesn't have value anymore, you're going to lose the opportunity to find your value when you need to find your value, when you have time to find your value, when you're being shown opportunities to find value in other ways. There's stuff to do there's work to be done
1: if you listen to this show and I, I mean i'm watching the numbers go right It's people all over the country and the world mm-hmm. listening to this show and thank you and and we want to hear from you so yeah tell get, us
0: tell us how you're doing yeah we
1: want to hear your stories man yeah. we want to hear yeah. your stories tell us some dinner table stories we will talk to you next week be safe Hey, thank you again for joining us at Our Dinner Table. If we said that we'd share something with you, you can find it at Our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, it's dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com for all of the latest information and send us an email there at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We so look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.